First of all, the headline, put your smugness away. You are not too clever to be conned. Consumers reported losing more than $10 billion to fraud, a record high last year, according to the FTC. How much did you say? More than $10 billion. Wow. Yeah, it's a hell of a lot of money. Uh, on the other hand, I read this headline and thought, hey, you know what? I am too clever to be conned, I think. And then I saw it was written by Michelle Singletary. Michelle Singletary. Does that name ring a bell at all to you? It might. You know what? I'm thinking of somebody else. Sorry. It shouldn't <laughs> ring a bell to you in any way. Oh, and I went to a lot of trouble to research this, too, but it's a different Michelle. Anyway, um, so uh, so I really I would like to be smug and say I'm too clever to be conned. On the other hand, as I look at my three beloved children, they each have a distinctly different level of skepticism. I raised them. They're half my DNA and half Judy's, presumably, although my son looks a lot like the UPS guy. Oh, jeez. Um, uh, but he looks so, exactly uh, like you. Yeah, I know he does. And he sounds like me and he's got all of my strengths and, and flaws as well. But uh, what are you going to do anyway? Um, so if I can't raise three kids to have roughly the same level of skepticism, how can anybody else? And so I try not to be too smug about that. It's I think it is. It, you can certainly develop it or it can be underdeveloped. But I'm beginning to think it's something like height, you know, hmm. Um, it's just different people have different levels. Immutable. Of Thank you. That's a fancy word. Now, Michelle Singletary writes in the Washington Post. Sometimes we have to be reminded that con artists, especially with the help of advanced technology, thrive because they win people's trust. It's right in the name. Con is short for confidence. Huh. It's a good point. The I confidence think- man was the old timey term. I think I had forgotten that. Yeah, well, it's a good reminder. Con artists also lean into folks' fear factor. The more panicked the target, the better odds of success. Now, that's interesting, too. You remember we learned the other day that your IQ allegedly drops by 20 points when you're angry? Mm. What happens to it when you're afraid, I wonder? Got to be similar. You think? Last week, a personal finance writer at New York Magazine, personal finance writer at New York Magazine, Bravely revealed that she'd been conned out of fifty thousand dollars. Oh, money she handed over to swindlers in a shoebox. No, don't be smug, Jack. You're not too smart to fall for this scam. I think I'm too smart to hand anybody a bunch of cash in a shoebox. I'm hearing (laughs) smugness, Michael. Is it just me? I'm hearing it too. You want it in a smug? You say you gotta have it in a shoebox. Okay, let me spin the tale out for you. Charlotte Cowles shared how scammers pretending to be from Amazon, the Federal Trade Commission, and the Central Intelligence Agency frightened her so badly that all her usual skepticism was overruled. She was convinced she and her family were in imminent danger. I'm from the CIA, and I need $50,000 in a shoebox. Okay, it's going to take me a few minutes to get across town to the bank, but I'll be right back. Since Cowell's revelation, media outlets have been pointing out where the con could have been detective had, had detected had she remained calm. Then she might have questioned the request for cash or the probability that it really was the CIA, FTC, and Amazon calling. The big three. I mean, I'm, I'm making my I smelled something weird face. Uh, I realize this is radio. Uh, uh, um, What? Talk about an odd combo. And no, the government won't ask you to pay money to avoid being arrested. Don't forget that telephone numbers can be spoofed to make you believe the call is legitimate. So this gal 
Well, I don't know about the the government will not never make you pay money to be a, to avoid being arrested. What if you owe back taxes? Yeah, but they won't ask for it in a shoebox. No, of course not. So uh, let's pause right there. Do you are you so smug? You think you're too clever to be uh, conned in this I, way? I'm still feeling smug. Yes, I'm still feeling yeah, like I'm too yeah. smug to fall for this. You're from the CIA and you need fifty k in a shoebox. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, I, I would immediately start messing with them. How old is this person? What that kind took? of shoebox? Because I have I have both men's shoes and women's shoes. My wife is a woman, and she wears women's shoes. What kind of shoebox would you like the money in? Oh, would I have fun messing with them? <laughs> you, I've got to give you fifty grand in a shoebox to avoid being arrested. Well, I'll be damned. Didn't see that coming. All right, so we were still feeling smug, are we? All right, let's try another one. The very gal who's writing this article says natural-born skeptics might shake their heads at what they view as the gullibility of scam victims. Mm -hmm. You may consider yourself scam-proof, but the sophistication of today's schemes can snare even the most cynical among us. I would never say I'm scam-proof. I I clicked on an eBay email one time that looked like their website and everything, and got fished i was going in a hurry going through i just bought some on ebay so no i anybody who claims they're scam proof come on now oh yeah yeah the fishing the spear fishing stuff yeah that's that's tough don't don't ever give your passwords but anyway uh let's see so uh this this gal who's writing this article writes i had to stifle my own self-righteousness after reading cal's viral confession it reminded me of how I was once conned. At the time, it was an ATM scheme targeting women out at recreational facilities in Virginia and Maryland. Here's what happened. She left the, her purse in the car, thought it was safely tucked away, but the crook had been watching, smashed the car, grabbed the, uh, grabbed the purse. Shortly after my aerobics class started, the crook called the community center, pretending to be a bank manager. Is your purse missing? He asked when I took to the line. I asked him to check while I checked my car, or to wait while I checked my car. Sure enough, the window was broken, et cetera. I would think it was Fake the bank. bank. I would absolutely believe it was the bank. Well, that's it. there's more. So okay. far, Jack is not smug if you're keeping track no. at home. No. A fake bank, bank manager said he had caught the man who snatched my purse. Okay, now I'm out. <laughs> you caught the guy? I'm hearing more smugness. <laughs> The thief had allegedly confessed, which was how the caller knew where to find me. There's more on that. Mad at myself and sobbing, the imposter said I should take a few minutes to calm down. He was professional, reassuring, and compassionate. Like all bank managers are. Compassionate and calm. And and, and like tackle evildoers on the street. Right. My uncle actually did. My, my, My uncle owned the bank. And he tackled a, a bank robber once and held him until the police came. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Uh, he said he would Sat immediately on can't... Okay. <laughs> Is there more before that's I continue? A, that's what you found amusing as a kid, so the fact that he sat on the guy. <laughs> well, you gotta. Uh, he said he would immediately cancel my bank card. He said that I shouldn't worry. This happens all the time. And the bank would reimburse me if any money had been stolen from my account. He said he was happy for me because I wouldn't have to replace my credit card and driver's license. Then he told an incredible tale. He described how he noticed broken glass in my purse as the guy tried to use my ATM card. He said he chased him down and held him until the police right. arrived. Right, sure you did. 
He had by this point earned my trust. That's when the real purpose of the theft emerged. The crook said he wanted me to verify the contents of my purse, some financial information, how much cash. Finally, he asked for the personal ID number of the PIN for my debit card. Why don't you he tell me? It, he sa- yeah. He needed it, he said, so he could cancel the number and issue another code. Yeah, why don't you tell me you were on the bank there, Jason Bourne. Nice job tackling that guy. This man had methodically chipped away at my normal wariness with his warmth. Mm. And this may surprise you, Jack. He ended up stealing money from <laughs> <her>. <laughs> Again to the headline, put your smugness away. You are not too clever to be conned. And, and so, and but they don't have any examples of things that, like, people of moderate skepticism w- would fall for? <laughs> no, that's the only two. Okay. Well, it didn't work. I still feel smug now. I was afraid of that. <laughs> this is a tough, tough nut to crack, folks. <laughs> More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin, And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.